This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. All right. Hey, everybody. My name is Brent, host of the LJS Podcast, and you're listening to episode 25, where today I'm going to be talking about four fears that jazz musicians face and how to overcome them. These are mostly psychological fears that that really are a hindrance for for not only jazz musicians, all musicians in their playing, and, and really can hold them back from playing to their full potential. And I really think this is important to talk about. Before we do that, I just want to say that if you get value out of today's show, out of today's podcast, consider adding value back this podcast. It's 100% funded, supported by listeners like you. So if you're on the website, go ahead and click the support button below and consider leaving us a one-time monthly or annual donation. Or if you're not on the website, you can go to learnjazzstandards.com slash support. We have some great rewards for supporting us. So check those out. All right. I've noticed that musicians, but jazz musicians in particular, tend to be kind of fragile people. Have you ever noticed that? And I I think it's kind of an artist thing. It's like all artists, you know, they tend to be a little bit more sensitive and and, and you need to be sensitive in order to create, right? I mean, you have to, you have to be able to uh, feel, feel deeply about things and, and care about things maybe more than the average person. I just think that's an artist thing. And, but as a result of that, it can actually cause artists to be hard on themselves. And, and again, I find that specifically for jazz musicians, because jazz is a very demanding art form. It's a very demanding form of music. I mean, it really requires a lot of you. There's a very virtuosic element to it. And so therefore, I find that jazz musicians can often be very hard on their playing. And this is something that I've seen, you know, all, all throughout my life, my career so far. I've seen it in myself. I've seen it in my friends. I've seen it in my students. And it's something that I really think is important to be addressed. And I wrote an article recently uh, on the Learn Jazz Standards blog. I'll have a link for that in the show notes if you're on the website. It's called Why I Gave Up on Hating My Playing. And in this article, I, I basically go through, I talk a little bit about my, about my story and and just how I basically came to this point of, you know, being really hard on myself, uh, being overwhelmed by music and overwhelmed by jazz uh, in this pursuit of a career and, and finally just breaking down and having to basically reprogram the way I think about my playing and my pursuit of music. Um, and it actually seemed, I got a lot of emails from people about this article. Uh, a lot of people said it really helped them out. So I thought I'd uh, talk a little bit more about this in this podcast and expand upon some of these things and, and delve in further because I really am interested in helping uh, this jazz community out. And so um, I, I thought I'd talk more about this. And and one important thing to understand is that 
music is psychological. It's very psychological. And if you've been playing for any amount of time, you probably know that already. It, 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 it really, your performance, how you play, how you perceive your art, it, it's all psychological. It's all in your head. And yes, you need to practice. And yes, you need to put in the time. And yes, you need to work to become better like anything in life. But at the end of the day, the way you perceive yourself and the way you think about your playing and the headspace you're in when you start to play will dictate how well you do. I know that sounds scary, but this is this is psychology. This is the human psychology, and there's really no getting around it other than we need to start changing the way we think about ourselves and our music and our playing. So I want to dive in to four fears that jazz musicians face, and I'm going to talk about how we can overcome these. Let's go ahead and dive in. All right, now the first fear that jazz musicians have that I want to talk about is really something that all people struggle with from time to time. And that is they're afraid of what others will think about their playing, okay? They're afraid of what others will think about their playing. This this is obviously an issue with with how do others view me? How do others, what do others think about me? And that's something that really comes into play in, in music, especially in jazz settings where you have gigs and you have jam sessions and essentially places where, where people go to show off their stuff. I mean, the culture in jazz really lends itself to this kind of insecurity of 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 what what do people think about me you know that that feeling of you know am i playing well what does that person think about my playing did i do the right thing why did that person look at me like that you know all these crazy psychological things that go on in their head and and, and it's something that that really needs to be addressed uh in your playing is to stop thinking about what others think about you because if you are constantly thinking about what others are thinking about your playing you're just going to be in a constant state of worry and you can't be in, in that kind of a state when you're trying to create art it's just impossible to be completely successful so in order to overcome this fear or at least start overcoming this fear you really have to start reprogramming your mind and let me just tell you uh, a quick story about my older brother. My older brother um, is about three years older than me, and I remember when we were when we were young. I think I was in um, junior high school, and he was, uh, you know, at the beginning of high school or something. He was on the track team, and something about my older brother. He's a very non-competitive person, and I was a very competitive person. And uh, but naturally, as the younger brother, I was look up to him, and I would go to his track meets. And he would be competing. He would do the long jump. He would do the 400-meter dash and all these different races and, and relays and things. And every single time after every single race, he would always say, hey, I beat my PR. And uh, PR meaning personal record. And I always thought to myself, okay, that's, but did you win any races at all? Did you, you know, did you, did, what, what place did you get? But to him, that wasn't even an issue. All he really cared about was his personal record. Did I do better than what I did last time? You know, where was I before and where am I now? You know, did I do better? That's always what his goal was. His goal wasn't to win. His goal wasn't to be the best runner on the team. His goal wasn't uh, to 
you know, impress other people. His goal was really to impress himself. You know, did I do the best I could possibly do? And did I, did I do better than what I did last time? And that really has always stuck with me, this idea of personal records, and especially someone like me who uh, naturally tends to be a competitive person. It's good for me to learn, and and if you're like me, it's good to learn from others like my brother who are less competitive and have more of this outlook of personal records. So what you need to start doing is thinking about your playing, your music, as trying to beat your own personal records, not walking into the jam session, walking into the gig or the club or whatever it is, and hoping that you outshine everybody else or hoping that someone gives you a pat on the back after the gig. No, that's not what it should be about. It should be about how am I doing? Did I do better than I did last time? Am I giving it my all? Am I doing my best? That's what you should really be thinking about. And so that's the first thing I want to encourage you to do is to start reprogramming your mind to think more about personal records and less about what others think about your playing. You got to stop caring so much. That's a big issue that that people, like I said, people have in all areas of their life. This is not uh, something unique to music or even jazz musicians, but it really manifests itself in a jazz setting, I find. So we need to stop caring about what others think about our playing and care about what you think about your playing. There, there are those that would disagree with me on this, but I am of the belief that competition has very little place in music or in, in jazz. It really has very little place. It, 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 there shouldn't be competition in art. You can't really create art to its full potential, I believe, when there's this sense of competition. So make it your effort to cut out the competition. And this isn't easy. Like I said, it's reprogramming. You have to reprogram yourself to think like this, and this could take time, but at least start by thinking about this. Think about personal records. Think about trying to be better for yourself and not to be better for other people. But this leads me into our next fear, because if we're really only concerned about, you know, what you think about your playing, you know, what you know, focusing on that, that's going to lend to some other fears that jazz musicians tend to have. And the next fear is they're afraid that they won't like their own playing, right? Afraid they won't like what they sound like. And we all have experienced that before, right? I mean, you have gotten off a jam session, gotten off a gig, or even in your practice room and felt like, wow, I that was terrible. What I played was just awful. Why, why did I play that? Oh, I, I hate my music. I hate my playing, right? We, we, we program ourselves to think this way, you know, to to be like, oh, that didn't sound like the jazz musicians I listened to. Oh, that didn't sound like that really good local jazz musician that I saw play the other day. I mean, that's off. Oh, what am I doing? I, I have to get better. You know, what? why did I play that? I mean, so all, all these these self-degrading kind of thoughts going through your head, and, and, and this is not healthy, of course. You know, so we're supposed to care not what others think about our playing. We're supposed to care about what what we ourselves think about our playing, our personal records. But at the same time, if we do that too much, if we if we care so much, we might end up self destructing, right? And so I want to address that a little bit, and and first start by saying that if you place all of your self worth into music, you're on the wrong track already. Okay, now this is a a big mistake that I made, um, you know, I think it was, uh, I'm not sure, at the end of high school and uh, in, in at the beginning of college, 
um, where I was really taking studying jazz very seriously. Uh, I was headed towards a career in music, and I was taking it very seriously, and I lived, ate, breathed jazz music, and I listened to it all day long, and I practiced all day long. It was really my life, and so in a lot of ways, my obsession manifested itself in a way to think that music, how well I performed, how well I did, dictated to me how good of a person I was. Now, I know that sounds absurd. That sounds crazy. But the fact of the matter is, I'm not the only one. I've, I've met a lot of you. I've, I know for a fact <laughs> that a lot of you think this way. Uh, and I want to try to dispel that for you right now. And if this is you, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, yep, that's, that's me, you know, I, uh, my emotions are dictated by how well I play music, or in, in specifically maybe jazz, then you need to turn this around immediately. I, I really encourage you, find self-worth in other things. I mean, you are worth way more. I don't even know you, but I know that you're worth way more than your music. There is so much more about you than your music that gives you worth. So you need to start right there and just realize that music does not dictate who you are, okay? It does not dictate who you are. You need to find self-worth in other things outside of music. Again, this is a reprogramming thing. This isn't just an automatic, oh, oh no, I, I need to think about self-worth in other things. Okay, now we're fixed. No, that's not how it works. You have to reprogram yourself, but you have to start by realizing that jazz, that music is not defining your self-worth. Okay, now the next part about this, about about being afraid of not liking your playing, is you need to play from where you are at, not where you want to be. And and the person that told me that um, was Bruce Foreman, the guitarist Bruce Foreman. We've had him as a guest on this show before. He told me this uh, when I was much younger, and I was at a jazz camp, and that's where I met him, actually. And he noticed that I was trying really hard. Like I had the passion, I had the desire, and I was always stretching. And I think he noticed that I was a little bit uh, down on my playing in general. And one time he pulled me aside and he said, hey, Brent, listen, you're doing good. You're sounding great, but you need to play from where you're at, not where you want to be. And what he meant by that was not don't, you know, try to stretch don't try to be better than what you are of course he was saying you should try to do that but he was saying that you need to accept where you are you need to be okay with where you are if you're not okay with where you are now you're not going to be okay with where you are later and the other practice i want to want you to consider is is to record yourself and now that's that's also something that that a lot of musicians are afraid to do record themselves and listen back it's kind of like when you hear your voice you know on a on a phone message or something like that and at first it sounds kind of awkward because you're not used to hearing your voice outside of your own head well it it can also stir up these emotions of oh i don't oh i don't like what i'm hearing well you got to face that fear of course but then what i want you to do when you're listening back is not go straight to critiquing it first look for the things that you like because i guarantee you that when you're listening back to your playing you will find things that you like about your music okay Find those things and be kind to yourself. Find the things that you like because those are the things that you have the most potential in. Oh, I really like that line I played. I really like that rhythmic figure I played. That's where you have a lot of potential and you need to be developing that. And if you start from that positive thinking instead of just going straight to, 
oh, that line sounded bad. Oh, that wasn't good. I mean, if you're going into this negative space right away, well, then you're just going to get negativity out of it. So start with a positive note. Start with what did I actually like about what I heard? So recording yourself is a great practice, but if you do it in, in the wrong way, if you do it in a negative sort of way, it can have some bad effects. So that second fear is being afraid of your own playing. And the way to tackle that is you have to to not you know dictate your whole self-worth off of your music. And you need to play from where you're at, not where you want to be. And when you're listening back to yourself, to your playing, look for the good things first. Okay, now the next fear I want to address that jazz musicians tend to have is they're afraid that they're never going to be satisfied with their playing, okay? They're afraid they're never going to be satisfied with their playing. And I just want to say right away, you don't have to worry about it anymore because you won't. You will never be satisfied with your playing. I guarantee you that you will never be satisfied with your playing. And here's a little bit of proof uh, for you. <laughs> the guitarist Vic Juris, uh, I studied with him when I was in college. Uh, I am a jazz guitarist, by the way, if you didn't know. And so I studied with him in college. And one lesson I was expressing to him how much I was just displeased with my jazz playing. I was just, uh, you know, I'm not improving, you know, I don't feel like I'm improving enough. Um, I really wish I was here and I, you know, I feel like I'm working really hard, but I just feel like I'm, my ability is not exactly where I want it to be. And, you know, I was complaining and all this stuff. And he just said to me, oh man, yeah, me too. And I, it kind of shocked me for a second. I was like, wait, wait, what, what do you mean? I mean, you're, you've been playing your entire life. Um, you know, he's, he's a little bit of an older guy and, and he's been around for a long time and he's played with some of the greatest musicians in the world. And how is it possible that this guy still is not satisfied with his playing. How is it possible? And he really didn't seem too upset about it, though. <laughs> Whereas I was very upset about it. I was very upset about where I was. And, and I thought, well, maybe it's because he's just really good. And so it's not that he's that unsatisfied. But no, he was saying, no, I sometimes I really don't like what I'm playing either. And what it comes down to, though, is is Vic had come to a place where he he wasn't satisfied, meaning that he was willing and always ready to improve. And it's that curiosity that always drives him, that kept him keeps him interested in music, and, and perhaps is what got him to this level of expertise that he's at. But of course, he wasn't letting it define his self worth. He was okay with where he was at, not with where he wanted to be. Okay, he was okay with it. He was able to accept it and 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 but he was still willing and curious to to get better, always get better. But it wasn't a negative thing. It wasn't a, the the unsatisfying feeling wasn't necessarily negative, it was a positive thing because that unsatisfaction is what is what kept him driving up, kept him driving forward. And so it's a big difference between thinking of it as, oh, I'm not good enough, oh, I don't know if I'll ever be good enough, all these things, this negativity, and, 
oh, I want to get better because I'm curious because I, 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 I see the possibilities and that excites me. You know, that's the place we want to get. We want to get into the mind of Vic Durious and understand where he's at, not with where I was at when I approached him with my complaining. So we have to think about music as a journey, right? We have to think about it as, as this journey, not a destination. I really, I say that a lot on blog posts and in podcasts. We need to think about music as a journey and not a destination, but I want to drive that home because it's so important. If we're always thinking about, oh, well, one day I'll get there. When I get there, I'll be in bliss. It'll be, you know, the the end. That'll be it. That'll be, I'll finally have arrived. Well, you're never going to arrive. So you got to accept that now and look at it more as a journey. Think about this big, long path that just extends to infinity. And we're all on it. All of us musicians are on it. Some of us are on different branches of the path. Some of us are on different uh, levels of the path. It doesn't really matter, but we're all on the path. We're all moving in the same direction. And it's not a matter of when are we going to get there. It's, it's the joy of the journey. It's the joy of our musical journey. And so that's important to think about. You're never going to be satisfied, so you might as well reprogram your mind to think about it in a way of enjoying the path that you're on. Okay, and and now the last fear that I want to address that jazz musicians have today is they're afraid they're not going to be able to quote-unquote hang, meaning they're afraid they're not going to be able to play at the level that the musical situation requires of them. Okay, so let let me talk about that really quick. You may feel like you're getting yourself into a gig or a jam session or scenario that you're not prepared for, right? You feel like you don't have the skill level to be able to perform that that, that the gig is going to demand of you. And this this does happen from time to time. I know for me, I have played with musicians where um, their music was way over my head. You know, it was like odd time signatures, every other bar, strange polyrhythmic things happening. And, and for me, it was like, whoa, I, I you know, this guy wants to pl- wants me to play with him, but this is hard music. And so you have this fear of I'm not going to be able to play this music. I'm not going to be able to play what the situation requires. Or, or maybe, you know, you're a little bit more of a beginner musician and you're afraid to go to a jam session because, well, I don't know that many tunes and or I don't know you know, if I can play at fast tempos or, you know, I'm not sure whatever they're going to throw at me. I'm not sure if I can hang with it. And I'm afraid to even go out and play because what if I just can't hang? And, and so how do we address this fear? And this is a really simple one. And this is actually uh, quite a different answer than the answers I've given so far. And that's simply, we need to practice. That's what we need to do. Don't sit there and be afraid of what you feel like you can't do. Just go in and practice. Practicing really does fix a lot of things. Um, Whenever I have felt in the past that a gig was a little bit more than I felt like I could chew, okay? I I knew the music was going to be a little tough, or I felt like um, some particular musicians in the band um, were going to really challenge me. The first thing I did was I sat down and practiced. And to this day, whenever, if I ever do feel a little bit of anxiety over a gig, I, I, as soon as I start practicing, I'm like, oh, I'm feeling way better about this now because all I needed to do is just work on the material. It might seem like an obvious answer, but um, a lot of people just sit there in fear and feeling like, oh, jazz music is hard. 
You know, it demands so much. Oh, I have to be so good or I'm not going to be able to play this until I am able to accomplish this. And so then it just seems overwhelming. And so then you don't do anything about it. You just say, ah, I, someday I'll be able to go to the jam session. Someday I'll be able to do this. No, start now. Start now by sitting down and practicing and starting to work on the material. Instead of being afraid, just dive right in. Maybe the music seems impossible to you. Well, it's only impossible if you never touch it, right? Everything is possible. Just sit down and start practicing. You just got to sit down and put in the work. So so if you're afraid of not being able to hang, quote unquote, if you're not feeling like you're going to be able to perform at the level you need to, just address it by practicing. Start putting in the work because you will be able to play this music. You will. You just need to put in the effort and in the work and not be afraid of starting. That is something that everybody seems to have a problem with is starting. Well, I didn't do this in my life because, I don't know, it just seems like a lot of work. Well, if you start, then you're one step closer, right? So if you are afraid of not being able to perform in a musical situation, the best way to overcome that fear is just take the first step, sit down, and start practicing the music. All right, that's all for our show today. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for tuning in. And this is a community here at Learn Jazz Standards and on this podcast. And we want to hear from you. What are some of the fears that you have or have had as a musician? And how are you or how did you overcome them? So if you're on the website, feel free to leave us a comment in the comment section below. And remember, if you got any value out of today's show, consider adding value back. You can... Go to learnjazzstandards.com slash support, or if you're on the website, click the support button, leave us a one-time monthly or annual donation and help support the production of this podcast. Um, All right, so I hope you're going to stick around with us for next week, our episode 26 of the LJS podcast. We're actually going to be starting uh, a four-week series of jazz challenges, and I'm really excited about these jazz challenges that I'm going to be giving you. So uh, stick around for that. Next week will be uh, episode 26, and I'll see you then. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.